Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining me on the Live to 110 podcast. Today, we have a very important guest, Miriam Heinen, and she's going to be talking about The Vanishing of the Bees, a film that she created in 2007 uh, about the really important topic and frightening topic about how our bees are being poisoned by pesticides and how this can threaten or is threatening our food supply and even the future of the human race. And it's no joke. I mean, pesticides not only affect us dramatically, but our bees are especially sensitive to these toxins and these poisons. And it's not a joke. We need to really start protecting the bees and protecting our environment and do that by eating organic food, not buying food that is being poisoned by pesticides. And we vote with our dollars. And the, the better choices we make in not consuming food that's not organic, the farmers hopefully will eventually go out of business if enough people raise their consciousness level and make better choices for themselves and their family. Uh, so we're going to be talking about these important subjects and more, how to heal autoimmune disease and CBD oil, a lot of other interesting topics on the podcast today. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. My book, Limitless Energy, is available on Amazon. I would love for you to go check it out. I wanted to write this book because the number one complaint all of my thousands of clients have had is that they're tired, they're fatigued, or they suffer from chronic fatigue and have for many years. And I began looking closer at this when I was, you know, writing my, my blog and my website and doing my research about the underlying causes of fatigue and what toxins specifically affect affect our mitochondria, which, you know, create our body's energy. So this book, Limitless Energy, is all about the specific metals that reduce your ability to produce energy and how to detox them. And I also have a chapter on bioenergetics, which I believe is the cutting edge future of medicine. And it's what I use to take my health from just here to the next level. I don't uh, currently suffer from any major health conditions, but I really had a huge jump in my health and my energy level and my sleep and my brain function and my emotional life simply by doing this simple, easy, relatively inexpensive program that you can do at home. So more on that in the book and future podcasts. I'm also starting a, a podcast completely devoted to bioenergetics because I find it that compelling and that interesting. And I want to get out the word to more people. But if you want to check out my book, you can get it on Amazon. So one a number one best-selling book on Amazon. Uh, it's called Limitless Energy. Our guest today, Miriam Heinen, is an investigative journalist, activist, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. She directed the documentary Vanishing of the Bees, narrated by Ellen Page, and is co-founder of Honey Colony, an online magazine and marketplace aimed at empowering people to be their own best advocate. You can visit her site at honeycolony.com. Miriam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Wendy. Happy to be here. 
why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you ended up making a film called Vanishing of the Bees? Well, I'm an investigative journalist by trade and uh, now studying functional medicine. So hopefully uh, we'll be a bona fide health coach. I'm also um, activist and um, in... I think it was 2002, I was hit by a Ford Explorer and uh, almost lost my life, was dragged 50 feet and broke uh, many bones. Um, And I didn't die and I wanted to do something that was greater than me, be in service. And um, uh, then the bees literally uh, flew into my life, literally and figuratively, started having bee visitations and um, decided to pursue this documentary in 2007 we started and it took five years and now has become uh, a film that's been shown all around the world and translated in 13 languages and still very relevant i tell people that the film is still alive because the bees are still very much dying and when did you find out that you were an environmental indicator for bees me myself yeah uh well it was only Or or like the bees like the bees Uh, Only after making the film was I myself exposed, ironically, to pesticides on several different occasions and uh, then was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. And then uh, it was last year that I discovered that I have multiple chemical sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So that's a condition where you're highly um, sensitive to any fragrances or anything that's toxic or remotely uh, synthetic. Mm And so in a way, it is like being a honeybee where I can walk in and be like, oh, you have mold here or, oh, there's a gas leak. And maybe the average person doesn't pick it up. So instead of being dubbed a freak, um, I'm actually it's like an X-Men, like I have mutant superpowers. Um, (laughs) and And it is like an environmental indicator. We should look to people like us um as, as having a gift and have being able to alert us to something that's going on that maybe our eyes or our nose doesn't necessarily pick up. Yeah. And so bees are very sensitive to our environment. Uh, new studies are showing that bees are sensitive to the neonicotinoid uh, uh, pesticides uh, that are being unleashed in our, in our environment without any study whatsoever. I think there's been studies done, but they're being like hidden from us. Um, so talk about uh, like how, why the bees are dying and what this means for humanity. Okay. So there are studies that show, I think what you mean is that there is no precautionary principle in the United States in that we put things on the market without knowing for sure what the repercussions are like in other countries and also with the environmental protection agency they ask the the uh, com- companies the chemical companies to provide the studies as opposed to having independent studies done so obviously it's like the um, fox guarding the the hen house as we say so these are at the crux of colony collapse disorder is now there's more than 800 studies since um, we started making the film back in 2006. So these are neurotoxins. They um, disable the the bees' ability to forage, um, mess up with their navigational skills. And so here we are in a monoculture 
where everything looks the same anyway, and the bee is having these um, issues finding its way back to the hive, and the honeybee cannot live for more than 24 hours without her hive. And so then what ends up happening with colony collapse disorder is in a very short amount of time, you open up the hive, and the bees have abandoned the babies and the queen, which is very unnatural in nature. Uh, and so I see that as uh, a parallel to us abandoning uh, Mother Mother Earth, and and you know it's we're living in an increasingly toxic world, as you know. Yes, absolutely. And so the bees are so essential to our environment, but I I don't think people realize how much. And can you explain a little bit about that? Because we hear things in the news like, oh, there's some bees dying here and there, but I don't think people really grasp the gravity of the problem. Absolutely. I still speak pe to people today that, that are clueless to the, the fact that bees pollinate one in every three uh, bites of our real, real food. And they are the most um, beneficial pollinators that we have. And so we focus on the honeybees. But now, 10 years later, uh, the bats are, are disappearing, the hummingbirds, other native birds, other native bees excuse me, those are all pollinators as well, but we focus on honeybees uh, because they are the most uh, beneficial to us as human beings, but they're environmental indicators. And now these, I mean, if we really take a look at these systemic pesticides are being compared to DDT. Uh, it's also the 50th anniversary of Rachel Carson's Silent Spring, where she did talk about DDT and other toxins and things have only gotten worse to when I say that we are the bees now 10 years later we are being um, exposed to sublethal poisons on a regular basis whether it's through the food supply the water supply the soil itself products that we put on our skin um, and there's something called chemical body burden that western medicine doesn't really acknowledge but just like in with the bees these these toxins have been shown to synergize and become more toxic. The same thing happens within the within our, our human body. I, I just recently interviewed Aaron Brockovich for a story on our water, uh, and and that alone, it's like you know here here's a here's a glass of liquid cancer. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, the the crap that's in in the water alone is frightening. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I write about toxins and I have for about five years and it, it's shocking. I mean, we know uh, from many, many, many studies and new illnesses that are showing up that we've never seen before, ones that the doctors don't recognize, uh, that these toxins are the primary underlying cause of disease and one of the primary drivers of disease. And we're not only unfortunately killing ourselves, but killing our bees that are feeding us. And so yeah. what is, uh, do you have any maybe information or statistics on like how many bees are dying or, or, or what have well, you? Well, it's about, it's been typically 40% um, for commercial bee, 40% of commercial losses. But let's take a look at, if you have a hive, a healthy hive, there's about 50,000 bees and what and the queen is constantly repopulating she's laying about 
2,500 eggs a day. And so it can give the semblance that there's nothing wrong. Also, what beekeepers do is they'll take a hive and they'll cut it in half and they'll take a queen that is artificially uh, reared um, and they will insert it into the hive. And so they'll take one hive and make it into two and now they've it's it's they, they're con- split it they're called splits into four and so it can give the semblance that the bees and and journalists who write misinformation out there say that the bees are coming back more than ever but that's not the case mm-hmm. typically the losses have been 40 percent plus and this is not only in the united states um for instance i live part of my year in greece and i did a piece there about the agricultural landscape in Greece and and neonicotinoids are still being used. There was a ban for three years in Europe that showed that the bees somewhat bounced back, but there's always other systemic pesticides that are being introduced. So for instance, the bees typically do better now in cities than they do in the countryside. That's a good example to show how effed up things are. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. is this a, a problem in Europe as well? Because I know in Europe, they, they do protect their citizens more than we do here in the United States. Our, our governments are bought out by Monsanto and some of the other makers of these pesticides. So is Europe faring any better as far as uh, their bees vanishing? Yeah, like I said, they had a three-year ban that that helped, but uh, Europe is also um, having issues with colony collapse disorder. And just to clarify, we love to hate Monsanto, but in this case, it's Bayer Crop Science Mm -hmm. that makes the uh, systemic pesticides. Of course, they're going to be merging, which is perverse and just unheard of, crazy, a $66 billion merger. Uh, so Syngenta and Bayer. And, and now we're seeing um, just these these big ag companies consolidating. Their, I think, well, there's two other um, mergers that have occurred, um, which is, is very scary in itself and should not be, should not be legal, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, uh, so what other pesticides are problematic and um, they're all problematic I meant for the bees I meant for the yeah. bees yeah. well the systemic <laughs> pesticides are um, imidacloprid clothaniodin uh, these are the neurotoxins there's uh, four or five but if you're putting if a beekeeper is putting uh, fungicides in in the the hive or miticides again these synergize and bees are like flying dust mops in one grain of pollen they found up to 17 different insecticides fungicides or herbicides whatever so i mean in my opinion they're all they're poison hello they're poison so yes. why are we even having this conversation uh and arguing uh, that they're not dangerous to human beings um that just doesn't make sense to me again there are sublethal doses and there's accumulation and synergy in the body and just to touch upon what you said as far as what what is disease studying functional medicine now and and more so met, uh, metabolomics metabolomics which is looking at the metabolites in our body um, that disease happens when you're not able to accumulate the proper nutrients, whether it's from your crappy diet or because you have some malabsorption or a leaky gut going on, or the body is being exposed to 
to pest to uh, toxins more so than the body can keep up to properly detoxify and that's that's basically what causes disease yeah and that's uh, everyone today i mean everyone is exposed to way more toxins than their body can process yeah and i think conventional medicine really overlooks this thing oh we have our detox organs the whole detox thing is a myth and i've heard so many doctors say that and it's really shocking to me um, what do they say that that you don't need to detox that you have detox organs that work just fine um, I've heard a lot of doctors say this um, and oh. they, and it's scary they just haven't studied it in depth uh, anyone that says that so so what can we do so what are some action steps that people sure. can take to help the bees or just uh, what can they do well, I just wanted to say as far as like you said, every, it's everyone today. Uh, I'll just uh, read off a, a fact that, that in 2013, there was a global burden of disease study. And it was a massive investigation on the propagation of chronic disease. And, and it showed for the first time that up to 95% of the population is sick from a spectrum of chronic conditions. Uh, we have become accustomed or think that it's normal. Like I speak to people in Montreal where I'm from that say that they have arthritis now, for instance, and it's like, oh, it's just normal. Uh, no, it's not just normal. Uh, it's It's not. Uh, I, I'm 44 years old and, and I feel like I'm in better health now than I've ever been despite being sprayed by pesticides, being run over by a car. Um, so as far as what things we can do, I mean, education to me is the number one step towards affecting change. So we spent five years uh, and distilled um, 300 hours into 87 minutes. So in a very short amount of time, um, from watching our documentary, you could really be on the same page as to all the information that we were able to gather. So education, uh, eating organic food. I joke that I rather spend money on superfoods over shoes any day of the week. Me too. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> all, my, all my money um, goes into food. Uh, I mean, it, it goes into my, my health. I my this is my temple and it's uh, it's sacred to me and food is sacred to me uh, going to farmers markets and having forging relationships with growers so you know where your food is uh, coming from or uh, growing your own food so I have a vegetable patch and um, growing some food and I, I have two hives in my little patio um, people are always asking so you get honey it's not about the honey folks it's really not about the honey it's about being a steward and just having their energy you know if I'm working here and every once in a while a bee will come and land on my desk I mean to me that's it's a blessing um, to have to be near bees and and their energy is is sweet and, and and lovely so that's some things that you can do and I think in your own personal life whether you have a chronic disease or you're trying to reverse an autoimmune uh, contending with your toxic body burden and, and I think coming in toward our future we're all going to have to do some detox so I am a huge huge fan of coffee enemas and I, I think from all the things I did in six years you know including like glutathione or, or having IV treatments with with high doses of, of vitamin C um, that that was a huge thing coffee enemas it's, a, it's pretty simple 
um, thing that you can do that totally empowers you. I, I would assume that you've had experience. I did one this morning <laughs> and I recommend them to all my clients on my detox program, much to their chagrin usually. They're not usually yeah. terribly excited about doing them. But once you start doing them, exactly. you feel really amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then also I'm doing ozone. Um, I'm doing ozone encephalations. I'm like, this is, I have ozone water that I make every day. And um, so I also, because I, I, I also, when I do my consults, I speak to people with autoimmune. I also have Epstein-Barr virus, and in a lot of cases, that's part of the of the scenario that there is co-infections going on. And so I see people doing a lot of amazing things to get their viral load down or to nourish the body, but the detox organs themselves need bolstering before they can even start to do their job because a lot of times, as you must know, with autoimmune, your your liver is sluggish. Um, and so another thing is like I'm I'm doing herb, herbs that are good for the liver. So there's, there's a lot of um, uh, milk thistle in here and uh, just eating with, with – uh, you know, to nourish the body. I'm a big fan of micronutrients and, and superfoods. Yeah. And so anything else that you did to to reverse your autoimmune disease? Yes. yes. So in the ebook that I put together, just to give a, a sense of some of the things, I, I last year uh, made a conscious decision. I, I live part of the year, as I mentioned, in Greece. And uh, to, to really lower my stress. Uh, I think stress, we, we underestimate the impact that it has on, on wreaking havoc on whether it's the adrenals or the hormones, but every, everything works in concert. Um, so I was in nature and that helped a lot. Um, I've been taking CBD and CBD oil uh, with no THC has, we make one that has Chinese herbs called Superior and uh, that has helped me actually with my sleep and more so we have our, our cannabinoid system and um, the plant is, is basically interfacing with the body to give you what you need. So it creates, it helps with the cannabinoid system which regulates homeostasis and balance. So that, um, that was in, was is a part of my regimen. Also molecular hydrogen. Um, there's a lot of talk about antioxidants versus oxidants and and whether they do more harm than good and the balance uh, molecular hydrogen is the smallest antioxidant and it can go into the mitochondria uh, mitochondria dysfunction my, my, mitochondria is the, the what what uh, fuels our our cells and and um, is part of the Krebs cycle and and the ATP production of energy and so uh, doing molecular hydrogen um, ozone is an oxidant so, and molecular hydrogen is an antioxidant. Uh, of course, food, I, I think, I mean, you must see this with your clients, people who underestimate the negative impact of gluten uh, or dairy. They're, they're like, I'm not, you know, I have w one uh, hacker uh, friend that, that he won't give up his, uh, he won't give up his gluten. It offers no nutrient, nu nutrients. What is it doing? It's just an addiction. Um, so food is, is thy medicine to me and, and is the first and first kind of pillar 
to take a look at and somehow it often you you, you see the resistance with people uh, to give up their their bread it's hard well it's their drugs <laughs> for a lot of people that if they don't do drugs or alcohol or something like their food tends to be totally. their drug that yeah. they go to again and again when they're stressed or what have you and fortunately my clients are typically pretty advanced i mean most of them come to me they're looking for that last piece of the puzzle that maybe hasn't dawned on them which is detoxification and uh fortunately a lot of my clients we don't have that hurdle to jump um, mm. But certainly, I do have a, a number of them that, you know, uh, I, but I think really once people start seeing the value in reducing sugar and gluten, maybe dairy, if you don't tolerate it, certainly in the case of autoimmune disease, um, people start, you know, associating those foods more with pain than with pleasure like they did in the past. And it's just making those small steps, taking out for like 30 days and see how much better you feel. And then people slowly start making those associations and can ditch it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and so you have you wrote a, a ebook on autoimmune disease. We're going to have links for that in the show notes if anyone mm -hmm. wants to download it. Can they, but can they download it on your website as well? Yes, it's a little bit more hidden uh, on the website uh, where the uh, I, I I don't know it offhand where the landing page is, but yes, um, for sure. And then I I provided the the ebook uh, link and it just it it shows it expresses my personal some of the personal things I did because it's it's a it's a regime right like I didn't mention like I also uh, started doing iodine I was on some a thyroid medication and and taking t3 uh, has helped um, a lot of times if you go traditionally and ask for your thyroid markers they don't even look at T3 and T4. They look at TSH, which doesn't really, in, excuse me, indicate much. So, um, yeah, to me, Western medicine is, is has so many holes and is uh, so myopic in, in the way that they look at a human body, so compartmentalized, just like you read in the beginning. You know, they said, like, you have this incurable uh, autoimmune it's your your body is attacking itself just that that belief has to be deleted it had uh, such negative repercussions because honestly think about it if you're my body is attacking myself i can't trust my own body mm -hmm. who who the f am i gonna trust yeah. if i can't <laughs> if my own body is turning against itself when in reality I've come to realize how amazing our bodies are, and we we just need to give assist and give give the right climate for for the body to to heal. Um, so it's it's all encompassing. So I was mentioning um, iodine. Uh, the a book that I recommend is the Iodine Crisis, mm. and just I, I I put a little bit of iodine in my uh, with coconut oil after a shower, and I put it on my thyroid I, I put it on my breasts on my ovaries um, and so all these little things uh, have helped and and as you said you you know you feel great doing a coffee enema you can feel immediate um, benefits from pain reduction and, and so forth and vitality and the same thing with ozone I don't know what your experience is with with ozone but it, it's helped a lot give me give me more energy as well yeah that is something i've done a podcast about that before i haven't personally done it but oh yeah keep i saw meaning to keep meaning yes. to <laughs> yeah. just, uh, it takes two hours to do the the hyperbaric <laughs> blood transfusion of ozone 
So uh, I'm too busy helping other people, yeah. <laughs> typically. But yeah, I, I'm fortunate I haven't had too many health issues. But if I had a health crisis, yes, I would absolutely be doing ozone for sure. Especially it's great for, for infections. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned CBD oil. We were talking earlier. You have a CBD oil product in your mm-hmm. store um, mm-hmm. you know, to help your client base. What mm-hmm. are some of the other things that that you offer? On honey colony, yes. I, I would like to just maybe tell you a little bit about the other Chinese herbs in uh, Superior, because our formulator, um, it's 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 great for people who have also Lyme, um, but I wanted to. There's um, Sichuan teasel root, which is great for the liver and the kidneys. There's Dongshan root, which is a, which is a qi tonic which is also antioxidant and a neuroprotector. There's astragalus, there's white peony, which is very kind and on the body and calming and helps with inflammation. Uh, there's propolis because we, we you know, we, we love the bees and bee medicine. And so there's no other CBD on the market that has uh, this formulation and, and anyone, you know, I joke that everyone and their mother is creating CBD now. Yes. However, people don't know what to ask for. For So, for instance, the cannabis plant is bioremedial. They actually use the cannabis plant to, to clean the soil of toxins. It pulls whatever in the soil. So if you're not dealing with an organic um, plant then you're imbibing all these heavy metals and toxins um so you you need to make sure that your source is organic and also the extraction um sometimes they use toxic uh, ways to extract so you know they use hexane or butane so again if you're taking a medicine to help you 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 don't want to be taking one that was um that use toxic methods to extract the CBD. And in reality, if we weren't living with prohibitive times, we would be using a little bit more THC because it's the whole synergy of the plant. You know, the universe, God, whatever you want to call creator, um, meant the plant to work in a synergy. And what the pharmaceutical companies are doing is that they're creating a synthetic extract and isolating and that's what western medicine does it doesn't look at things in a holistic manner so um yeah so cbd and on honey colony the 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 whole thrust of the site is to empower people to be their own best health advocate and to put honesty back into the food supply so we have a lot of solid um, information and articles that are sourced or not into Cosmo fluffy BS, as yeah. I like to say. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of that around. Um, and then the the all the products we say that they're simply transformative products to replace um, you know everyday toxic um, mainstream uh, products out there. You know whether it's 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 you know. People don't even know that, let's say, underarm deodorant can lend to cancer. Or you have to wonder with all the with all the sunscreens out there, why is it that there's growing number of uh, skin cancer? It's because a lot of the ingredients are toxic and actually give you cancer. Yeah. So it um, is. It's almost a joke. 
<laughs> the joke's on us uh, and all the yeah. companies making money off of our illness. And yeah. so, yeah, that's really interesting with the CBD oil. I haven't heard of one with herbs in it, with, with mm -hmm. healing herbs. That's really interesting. I use CBD oil to manage my lower back pain when I was having some inflammation there and really, really helped me a lot. And do you have any other kind of interesting products that you offer? Any bee products, anything like that? Oh, we have a product called Equilibrium, and it's a super, super food. It's very popular. Uh, this one is uh, tailored for energy. We're going to have one that we're rolling out for clarity that's more of a nootropic. Mm -hmm. So if you do use superfoods, you know that it it's expensive. So this this superfood is has a honey as a base and then has everything. I mean, ginger, turmeric, uh, phytoplankton, uh, algae. So it has all the superfoods, the royal jelly, propolis, bee pollen um, in there. And the honey serves as a, as a delivery mechanism. So that is a super yummy a product that people use to get a little bit extra energy and, and verve and that, that's called equilibrium and it's also very popular and then we have silver um, I would say silver and CBD are our best sellers silver we're living in a very real antibiotic resistance epidemic so for instance for me I was getting urinary tract infections on and off for 16 years. Oftentimes when you get one, then you get subsequent. It's the second most common infection in women. Um, it is related a lot of times to Epstein-Barr or let's say lupus because lupus, it can attack a certain uh, organ. In my case, I have issues with the liver, with the bladder. It's super sensitive. So since taking silver, I myself have not had taken any in antibiotics in five years. I have not had one urinary tract infection. We sell uh, a silver healer where you can actually make the silver at home. And if, if it's part of your, you know, if, if you're part of your regimen, let's say you're getting rid of biofilms because you have Lyme or you're strengthening the immune system. And then we have a super concentrated chelated uh, version uh, called Silver Excelsior. It used to be called Silver Surfer, but Disney uh, didn't like that because they have a Marvel's comic called Silver Surfer. So, yeah, silver is, is huge. I mean, and the antibiotic resistance epidemic is worldwide because of the abuse and misuse of, of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. It's uh, That's why I use Manuka honey. I love Manuka honey for infections. Nothing better than our mm -hmm. bee products, Manuka. And yeah. so, so tell us anything that, like... What what can someone expect when they watch The Vanishing of the Bees? Well, uh, they can expect to learn a lot. Like, like I said, uh, we condensed 300 hours in 87 minutes and they can get a sense of, I mean, the honeybees are, have been around for millennia and they're ancient creatures. They also represent the, the sacred feminine. So you could learn a lot about the ins and outs of modern agriculture and open your eyes to that. And then also to the kind of uh, backstory of, of what everything the bees symbolize. So I, I kid around that all roads lead to bee. I can connect anything to the bees in that they teach us about cooperation uh, and how to work for the greater good. Um, which is, I think, really important in a society where we're kind of primed to give a crap about the bottom line. And uh, right now we're 
you know, we celebrate our consumer decisions as what identifies us, you know, our labels and stuff. I personally, I guess, would be dubbed eccentric and don't really give a crap about the matrix and all that it, all the um, superficiality that it promises us. So I think that watching the movie can really educate you. Well, there's um, definitely a consciousness that's been raised. If I look at 2007, just in my own personal life uh, of the consciousnesses that have been raised, and I think so we're a lot more aware, and we have to continue to be aware and to come together as bees um, to fight. Because in reality, what are we doing? We're paying more money not to get poisoned, right? Isn't yeah. that yeah. how... Um, Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is so I think more so than ever. And, you know, there's I think, Wendy, that people are getting stupider by the day. And I mean, it sounds like when I say that there's like, for instance, an article in The Atlantic that showed 10 toxins, um, I think, lead and arsenic being one chlorophos, which is a pesticide that scientifically show that they rob us of IQ points. Mm. So if you look at that, plus uh, Coca-Cola and all, I mean all the junk food that people eat. It, I'm not joking when I say there is a dumbing down of our consciousness and people are not using critical thinking and thinking outside the box. Um, and so to me, again, food is is medicine. Uh, I'm I'm adopting more so now a ketogenic diet where I'm eating a lot of high fats. I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian. Um, I have so many allergies and I believe, of course, in organic food uh, that's humanely raised. Uh, but but I'm doing things in my life to heighten break brain cognition. So whether it's like bulletproofing my coffee, uh, I'm a fan of David Asprey's and we sell bulletproof on the site, um, or, or just uh, being mindful of, of what good fats can do to us if we're operating, we're not operating with keto, we're operating with ketones as opposed to glucose. Um, yeah. I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. I have a feeling I know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> but what do you think is most pressing health issue in the world today? So would you mean a condition? Really anything, whatever, like, whatever thing you think is impacting our health dramatically in the world, what do you think is the most pressing? I think the most pressing is the modern ills of agriculture, that instead of, you know, fighting with a staunch vegan about um, the different, you know, the not to eat meat, that we, we should all focus on what we do agree on. And it's this... Um, modern way of, of farming. It's, you know, biodynamic farming, permaculture takes into consideration uh, a holistic, how, how we can make the most of everything in our environment. And so I think, you know, being on a farm and, and participating in, in the death of a goat in a, in a sacred way, and then eating, eating that is different than buying a, you know, chicken from Tyson's that's been pumped with hormones and the 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 chickens are kept in horrible uh, situations. So I think we should focus on what we agree on is that this modern way of growing our food is not working because you can argue that tons of slugs are killed when you're planting monoculture of lettuce, for instance, you know, that, that uh, death 
and life it's part of a cycle and things need to die in order for life to be to, to come forth um so hopefully that answers your question yes i definitely think that our our current way of farming is just an abomination and uh, and just spraying all these different pesticides like chlorifos like you mentioned was just approved by the epa yeah to go into production and when we know it has horrific side effects for human beings and our government it's not protecting us at all they're bought out and you have to protect yourself you have to take responsibility because no one's going to uh, you have to make those choices and vote with your dollars because you'll, you're going to pay now for food or you're going to pay for it later in medications and doctors and nursing homes. And you're Absolutely. You're not going to like the outcome. Absolutely. Um, and so why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you and learn more about you? Thank you. I, I would invite you to check out honeycolony.com and also simplytransformative.com. Uh, we've had a lot of um, issues selling CBD, even though, those are, even though ours is perfectly legal, uh, a lot of disruption there. And uh, people can certainly follow me on Twitter, uh, Miriam Hinane. If they want to email me, it's Miriam at honeycolony.com. Miriam is M-A-R-Y-A-M. And uh, the film is on Netflix and iTunes and, and Hulu. And it's called Vanishing of the Bees. And it's narrated by Ellen Page. And we will have that link in the show notes also. If you want to watch it, you just search for it. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers. You can learn more about me at liveto110.com. And please be so gracious to leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. So when people search, they can find us more easily and we can get to more listeners and help more people. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.